0: Welcome to the Grab Lives Podcast. I'm Trevor Steppen and I'm here with John Vargas. And today we're going to do a drill on gut health. Uh, before we get started, I just want to tell everyone that the views expressed in this podcast do not reflect any official views of the Los Angeles Fire Department. So you can't discuss mental health without talking about gut health. And I feel like gut health has been a really popular subject. I don't know, for the last five years, maybe 10. I myself have been gluten-free for about 10 years. And I'm going to go into why I made that decision, sort of my relationship with food. And then, of course, how does this affect me at work in the fire service? Um, That's sort of the challenge that I always pose to myself. It's okay, how do I manage my mental health off-duty that's sort of the priority for me especially with my relationship and my relationship with my new baby but then obviously i spend half of my life at the fire station so it's one thing to meal prep and eat clean at home but ultimately the goal is how do i feel this good all the time even when i'm stressed even when i'm getting up four times after midnight so my relationship with food it began i guess with my mom who was a very healthy cook. So at a young age, I was eating whole foods. I was eating vegetables and I hated them. But I also understood that if I eat a bean and cheese burrito from Taco Bell, I feel differently than if I have a steak with mashed potatoes and broccoli. I just understood at a young age, this, these different foods make me feel differently. And I think if we're discussing mental health, and we're discussing optimizing how we feel and understanding our emotions and regulating our nervous systems. We cannot overlook just how important it is what you're feeding yourself. So, Just like any teenager, I mean, I was obsessed with frozen pizzas. I mean, I used to I used to brag that I had an iron gut. And, you know, it's funny, before I moved to Taiwan to teach English, I remember my last American meal was a large bag of nacho cheese Doritos and a 32 ounce Miller High Life. So I was not always a healthy eater. I was sort of forced into a special diet. So what happened was I lived in a foreign country for over a year. And my stomach was upset the entire time. And, you know, I was eating, you know, local Taiwanese food. And, you know, a lot of it is, you know, uh, made with oils and and, stir-fried. And for whatever reason, I just couldn't regulate my gut in Taiwan, right? So I just made... It You know, I wasn't I was in my early 20s. I wasn't really thinking about sustainability or longevity. I was drinking a ton of beer. I was drinking a ton of coffee in the morning. I was, um, you know, just just not eating clean. And it never really occurred to me that I should change my diet. I just kind of made it work. I just accepted the fact that, like, okay, when I wake up, I'm going to, you know, run to the bathroom and, and have to go you know, number two immediately, and that's normal, right? And so I think as we age and as we mature and as we begin to understand who we are and how we want to feel, right? At this age, I wouldn't tolerate that. I would have like literally two days of bad bowel movements and I'd be like, okay, I gotta change something. So I think what 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 happens to people on this journey of, of finding themselves with healthy food is you want to change how you're feeling, right? John had uh, Chef Amber on and she talked about how, you know, food was wrapped up in in how she saw her body and how she uh, developed her confidence. And so obviously there's, there's just so much uh, involved with how food makes us feel. So anyways, returning back to America after Taiwan, my gut problems only got worse. So I was a big beer drinker back in the day. And I remember being at a barbecue and having half of a can of beer, and I felt extremely tired, like like seasonal allergy, like super groggy, congested in my nose. I had um, like eczema on the side of my nose, like like redness. And to this day, I still have this same reaction when I have gluten. So at the time I was like, whoa, what the hell? You know, like I feel like shit. I shouldn't feel this shitty after having a sip of beer. But luckily for me, right, I've, I've always been blessed with guides and having very uh, valuable people in my tribe. And at that time in my life, that was my sister. My sister is a very gifted uh, nutritionist. Um, she's on Instagram, her handle is Hungry Tribe and she works uh, remotely out of Costa Rica managing people's health through food. So anyways, she was like my go-to person. And you'll find that there typically is someone at the station who's like your go-to dietitian, nutritionist, right? And and I've sort of become that guy in the fire service. I've been asked so many times, "Hey, so what do you eat? What don't you eat? Why?" And, you know, sometimes it's frustrating, you know? Sometimes people will ask me the most basic questions like, "Hey, is gluten in ice cream and i just want to laugh because i feel like it's common knowledge but as we've explained before the fire service you know it's a it's a unique industry and i think you know sometimes it's less tolerant of change or you know having a special diet i mean just yesterday i saw a post (laughs) saying that you know basically you're a pussy because your ancestors who hunted woolly mammoths with their bare hands they didn't have a special diet and i thought what the fuck that's a paleo diet that is literally the the origin of a special diet. So you're always going to get hate for being different in the fire service, but I want to challenge you if you're an adult managing your mental health. If you finally made the push to find a therapist or start journaling, you're never going to make the full potential of your progress if you don't incorporate what you're eating in your regiment. So anyways, You know, I get it. If you're a rookie and you're a sponge and you're just meant to like take it all in, don't (laughs) learn from my mistakes. Don't bring up that you have a special diet on your ride along, which is what I did. (laughs) And it was only at, you know, at the mercy of like, I wanted to leave. My ride along was over and they were like, no, stay for dinner. And I was like, well, what's on the menu? And they're like fried chicken and mac and cheese. I'm like, fuck it. I can't have that. So as a rookie... I would, I would encourage you to just like kind of meal prep and maybe like pack snacks. And then if there's something you can not eat, just don't fucking put it on your plate. But as a guy with some time on, as an adult who cares a lot about his health and showing up for his family and showing up for his crew, dude, be brave, go ahead and optimize. And I promise you'll feel better. I mean, right now, one of my favorite pages is raw holistic fireman. It's a dude who completely changed his life from juicing, right? So there is power in food, and it doesn't take a lot of work to look around and see how people are feeling better, whether it's understanding their gut microbiome and taking a probiotic, or just understanding, hey, I feel like shit when I have dairy. So you know, a grown-up, when they feel like shit for having dairy, they stop eating dairy. That's the way it is, right? A five-year-old may not connect the dots, but we're going to challenge you as someone who's older, who's someone who... Has been in this body for a long time and is beginning to to connect the dots on the consequences of having certain foods. Try try eliminating certain things. Okay, so that's what I did. At the at the instruction of my sister, I started to eliminate things. I started to take out gluten. And then I went farther. And I, I adopted a paleo diet for three months before the drill tower started, and then the entire drill tower. So I was probably hardcore paleo for like nine months and it's the best i ever felt in my entire life and i'm not just talking about um physical power i'm talking about losing the majority of my social anxiety and for me that was the light bulb that went off that made me say whoa you know this isn't about losing belly fat this isn't about um not having diarrhea this is about feeling good in my own skin this is about having a clear head you know because i was a nervous dude my man like uh, teenage years early 20s i used to get nervous making a phone call you know And what I noticed was when I switched to paleo, I was not nervous about any social interaction. And that continued through the drill tower. And in the drill tower, I meal prepped every single day. I brought uh, ground turkey, sweet potato, spinach, and I put a little like honey mustard on top. That was the meal. That was the meal for like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, And I never got nervous and it was wild because I was 31 and I had an opportunity to get my dream job and I should have been nervous and I wasn't. And I, I contributed all to how clean my diet was. I wasn't drinking alcohol during the drill tower and I just felt the most dialed I'd ever been. So obviously if you're going to cook healthy at the fire station, I mean, make it taste good you know that your crew likes eating well if you guys binge on creation more than once a segment i mean as far as the the fire stations i know they're always going to creation they're always getting a juice they're always getting a acai bowl or a salad right so guys are open to this idea of cleaning up their diet not every meal should or has to be lasagna or at our department we have something called sos which is like it's basically like biscuits and gravy but you make it with an english muffin either way it's like stick to your ribs type of food and we're getting busier and busier i mean imagine your favorite sports team fucking carb loading with fettuccine alfredo before the big game it just it doesn't make sense so if we're busy and we're starting to think of ourselves as sort of tactical athletes let's eat like athletes speaking of when i was at my former station a guy that everyone respected a former pro athlete an apparatus operator he got inspired to do a vegan diet uh based on uh, a documentary that came out on netflix it was super popular i can't remember the name right now but anyways the entire shift turned vegan for a month and so i just want to challenge you you know guys are guys are looking for a reason to feel better if you think that veganism would make you stronger or sleep better or have better testosterone you show up better in the bedroom anything try it i'm a big fan of experimenting so you don't have to go hardcore paleo you don't have to go hardcore gluten-free but if you're curious about hey i don't do is it normal to eat and then want to sleep for an hour afterwards or you know Is there a better way to manage my metabolism is there a better way that i don't spike and crash throughout the day right because that's our job man we can't afford we can't afford to have an upset stomach we have to be ready to go at any time so i personally never tried veganism it just didn't work for me and that's the thing is you have to begin to see yourself as this unique creation right i Listened to a podcast. Joe Rogan interviewed Anthony Kiedis, and Anthony Kiedis has some indigenous lineage, and he did a test that found out that he operates the best when he eats wild game. And I thought that was so fascinating that he comes from this ancestry that lived off of you know wild game, and that's what his body still craves. So for me, I personally can't go out with uh, can't go without meat. I personally try to avoid gluten, sugar, corn, and dairy. Now, at the time when I was doing strict paleo, I was even eliminating nightshades because every time that I felt um, like I had tomatoes or red peppers or even fucking paprika on smoked chicken, I would get up for a run in the middle of the night and my ankles would ache. Now, obviously, you guys know if you've been listening to this podcast, I'm a sensitive dude. I'm very intuitive. I know how my body feels when I consume something. And all that has to do with his trial and error that just has to do with paying attention and obviously not wanting to feel a certain way and it goes along with everything else we've discussed in mental health right when you start to build a relationship with your ego and you understand that your narrative can change based on the stress of your circumstances you're gonna spot when your narrative changes and you're gonna spot that you're in ego and you're gonna spot that you're afraid of everything and your defense mechanisms are starting to peak and you're not going to attach so just like for me right if if we're busy at work and um we have only time to go to a taco truck well that's my opportunity right should i fucking splurge and get a molita and al pastor and pay for it later or should i play it safe and get a couple chicken tacos You know what I mean? And it's all about making good decisions. And I know that John and I, our entire life has changed, you know, based on consumption, right? Consumption of like positive information, consumption of knowledge, growing stronger in our bodies, growing more grounded in our practices. And so I just want to say that I know it's difficult to have a special diet in the fire service. But you know what? everything is difficult i recently saw a post that was like getting divorced is hard making a relationship is making a relationship work is hard pick your heart and that's just what i want to say so if you've got two grocery stores in your first in and one smart and final and one sprouts i mean you know where you're going to find better ingredients better products you know that you could offer a grain bowl with quinoa instead of uh your go-to pasta dish at work so in the spirit of grab lives we want you to take an inventory take an inventory of the foods that have been in your life that are no longer serving you and begin to explore alternative meals that could shape not only how you show up physically but how you sit in stillness in everyday life how how you form thoughts how you attach to Uh, different emotions and i promise you you will begin to see results and at that point it becomes addicting honestly like when leah got pregnant right my sweet tooth it, it showed up you know i was down to eat brownies and ice cream as often as she was um but knowing knowing that in that moment i have a choice to make right Um, Now I just find that I'm making better choices. I found an ice cream that I like. It's called uh, Cosmic Bliss. It's coconut milk ice cream from Sprouts and it's incredible. So nowadays, especially if you're living in Southern California, there's no excuse. You can find healthy food that tastes good. And I want to challenge you to continue that inventory, maybe eliminate a couple things for a few weeks. And when you introduce them, those adverse symptoms that you once were curious about will become very obvious and once they're obvious then it's then it's up to you right then it's the willpower and the discipline that comes in and and whispers to you hey i i don't think we should have this we're gonna feel like shit and so i want to encourage you to follow through on that so as always thank you for listening thank you for reaching out honestly it makes our day when we hear from first responders all over this country all over europe all over canada reaching out to us and telling us that this podcast means something to them and they feel less alone um so if you're curious about diet hit us up we're always down to answer questions if you have that guy at your station who's eating a little cleaner maybe he's meal prepping Um, try and figure out how to feel better and save a little bit of money while you're at it. So again, thank you for listening. Um, We've got some really cool guests coming up um, at the end of October. And as always, um, we just want to encourage you to find your tribe and to um, continue to share with your brothers and sisters how you're feeling, right? The biggest component of this inventory is authenticity. All right, so thanks for listening. And we will talk to you soon.